Hey Miley, we need some intro music. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. Hi, Mai Mai. Hi, Mandy. Happy New Year. Again. Happy, happy, happy New Year. It's 2022. Did you see the cute little thing people were doing on Instagram where they took that, you know, that Taylor Swift song that goes, I'm feeling 22. I'm not going to sing it. You sing it. I'm feeling 22. Okay. So there's a pause and they took it and they made it say, I'm feeling 20. And then they paused it. And then they said 22. Oh, that's cute. So there's like a little glitch in it. It says, I'm feeling 2022 in the Taylor song. Oh, that's cute. I have not been on Instagram the last 48 hours or maybe 72 hours. I've been so busy. Except for like five minutes just to upload something for our page. You did upload a story today. Mm -hmm. Good clip, by the way. I liked it. I liked it not just because it was me. I liked it because it was you. Hmm. I just thought it was a, a it was a good clip. I agree. She patted herself <laughs> on the back. She did a Mandy <laughs> call back to last week's episode. <laughs> I fucking love it. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Well, call back to last week's episode when Mandy gave us some really good advice about cheering yourself on. Today's episode will be all about Mandy. And so I am super, super excited that our listeners get to deep dive into getting to know my lovely, amazing, resilient, strong, witty, intelligent, charismatic, caring, kind, compassionate co-host. Girl, I'm blushing. So talented and so just so genuine. I love her so much. And so I am super excited that you get to meet Mandy um, at a more deeper level. I know that we have had our podcast for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Come on. If you have been following us, you have gotten to know us and our personalities. But uh, in this episode, we're going to, you know, I get the the honor of interviewing her and uh, we get to know a little bit more about Mandy. The jokester in me wants to say, I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> a whole hour of me. <laughs> Don't you get enough of me every week? But you probably don't. I mean, that's why you're here. Let's be honest. <laughs> so and that you're is welcome. Why I love her so much. <laughs> She's so humble. I'll just go with you. Welcome. <laughs> uh, before we dive into this week's episode, Mandy, what is new and good with you? Oh goodness. Well, this is our first intro. We're actually recording in the new year. Yes, yes, so yes. So I'm excited to be here. Excited to be back. New, such a relative term. Good. Well, so many things are good. Oh, yes. Well, we have some more things to share later. I can't really, you know, there's some new stuff brewing. So new and good stuff brewing, and I'm not ready to talk about it yet. But I did notice on, we mentioned Instagram. I did notice on your Instagram, you had some attempts at cooking recently. I did? Yeah. Oh, my God. And I had to text you back and ask you what that oh, used to be. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I attempted to make roasted broccoli. Yeah. It ended up being barbecued over barbecued black stuff. It was it was cute. Um, I was with someone when I got your text and I showed it to them and they were like, 
And I was going, what did this used to be? And they're like, maybe Brussels sprouts? I'm like, I think it was broccoli. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. In one of our recent episodes, we talked about Miley you know, trying practicing to pick up new habits. Yeah, new habits, hobbies. new hobbies. Yeah. And this is a, a hobby that I have been trying to pick up for years, which is cooking. Now, we all know that I'm very good at reheating. <laughs> but cooking has always been a struggle for me. And no matter how many times I, I burn things, I still want to learn how to cook. This so is, I still make attempts. This is just the timer. This was just a This was a timer issue. I've made broccoli before. Yes. But this time I was working in a new kitchen and I forgot to. Well, I did put a timer initially. And then when I checked on, you know, it went off and then I checked on it. And then I was like, oh, I'll do another like 10, 15 minutes. But I forgot to put the timer on. This whole baking and cooking. its <laughs> There's a lot of steps. <laughs> You'll get there. One day. You've done it before. I've seen it. Yes. I've eaten it. It's just not consistent. That's okay. You keep trying. <laughs> yes. You keep trying. <laughs> yeah. I do have to tell you, there's some new people listening to the podcast. Ooh, okay. Who? Some some people. So they, <laughs> but something kind of funny. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So like messages from them saying they were listening to the show and I was like, okay. 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 I like it when people tell, tell us that they're listening because it gets me so excited. It makes me feel loved. It does. And so, yes. I Thank love it you. Too. Same. Mm-hmm. It's warm and fuzzy and it's exciting. And, you know, it's also like, oh, God, what did I say? In that I know. And then I, I go back and I listen to it. And I'm like, OK, I, I try to listen to the episode from their perspective. And I wonder what they think about me or you, you know, because you, you edit them, Miley. So I do. you hear them so many times. Yeah. You have them committed in your brain in a different way than I do. Yes. And and what happens is when I release it, I don't listen to it again because I've listened to it so many times <laughs> to edit that I'm like, I don't want to listen to it again. But the moment I hear somebody like a good friend yeah. listen to an episode, I'm like, oh, God, OK, I should listen to it again just in case. Yeah, I hear them once with usually once after a draft mm-hmm. and like maybe we'll make some additional edits and then I will usually play them one time through once they're published um because i know you're not trying to listen to it again and i and i listen to it just to make sure it's like there's no failures yes so anyways this person was telling me they were listening and they were they were telling me that they were into my voice and who wouldn't be mandy it was well i don't think i have a particularly appealing voice i guess i have been told on the because i've worked on the phone for years like i've had a job that i'm on the phone all the time with patients and patients often do tell me you have a very nice voice on the phone blah 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 blah. like i guess i just i feel like that's always a character i turn on when i'm on a call i'm like like you know i don't know i'm not trying to be all squeaky pitchy like a fucking disney princess but excuse you Excuse you. Uh, 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 your hashtag you're, you're, no offense. Mm, mm, mm. Um, really? The, the offense <laughs> taken. She's like too late. <laughs> but I just don't, I don't know. I don't think of my voice in that way. But they carried on and they were basically trying to display and they were like, what's it called when you're like attracted to someone's scent? And I was like, pheromones. Uh-huh. And then they said, yeah, it's basically like, you ever heard like a voice and you just want to get that person pregnant? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no, but okay. hundred <laughs> percent. I was like, no. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know how to respond to that, but all right. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't if know. If you can see my face right now, I'm partially confused, partially impressed about the analogy because I would never think about that. It was but, a pretty okay. big leap. Yes. But it was, I thought it was so funny. Funny. And you know, let's, it, it is, it is a very big leap and it is a very <laughs> unique compliment. So I'll take it. Yeah. For you. <laughs> I'll take it on behalf of you, Mandy. Yeah. 
Um, yes, the voice that makes you want to just knock a bitch up. Yes, I don't, I'm not trying to get pregnant, so don't get any wild ideas, people. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't really have anything else funny to share. That was probably the one of the most interesting things. I kind of hibernated all of New Year's Eve weekend. I just hung out, drank a bunch of bubbly, snacked on vegan nosh boards. I don't know. I didn't do a whole lot. And now we're back in the thick of it, in the swing of things, work, life. My bathroom's getting remodeled. Hopefully that's done soon and I can share pictures. Yay. Oh, yes, like please. Show us pictures. Like up in the you, air. you shouldn't wait till it's done, though. You should show us some pictures in progress. Okay. During the progress. I can do that. During the process. I English. have photos. Hard. It's all the same. I got you. Oh, good. Thank you. What about you, boo? What's new? What's new and good? I've been working a lot because we've come <laughs> back from <laughs> holiday break. That's <laughs> new. I like the pause because you were like, I've been working a lot. This isn't new. No. And it's, I mean, it's good because I love my job. I love my work. I love taking care of people and I love helping people smile more and be more confident with themselves. But I guess I think that pause was, I don't have anything new and good because I've been working so much since the new year and since we came back. And so I just, uh, I've been enjoying my time and not trying to rush through the days. I love that you love your job. Thank you. Flight school. You were getting close to taking a ground test. I was. I ended up postponing because I didn't feel comfortable and confident enough to take the test. And I realized that I was putting some unnecessary pressure on myself and unrealistic timeline. And I wanted to, you know, this is a hobby. I have to remember it's a hobby. It's not like a career. And I want to really enjoy the process of learning and so when I put that unnecessary pressure on myself to take that ground written ground test I realized that I wasn't having fun anymore learning so I took a I took you know I took a step back and realized that I need to have fun again so when I took that pressure off of myself I started enjoying the learning process again so my flight instructor and I we we actually mounted a GoPro on underneath his airplane that we flew mm. the other day and we did a bunch of touch and goes at an airport and we spent like three hours just watching videos and he gave me so much insight and he explained so many great things about how I can do my landings a lot better. Here's your uh, free airtime, Brandon. Oh. <laughs> I know you're fucking listening. <laughs> oh, Brandon. I really, I just, <laughs> I, I just love my flight instructor. He is so patient with me and he's so like, like, uh, he, he'll okay, analyze okay, I mean, okay fine okay. I'm sorry I just he is such a great instructor so he makes it fun like learning is fun so he took you know I just love looking at video footage and, and I learn so much when he talks about it and it gets me excited about it so I yes. have to say I love that you though offered up that you recognize this is a hobby and you were putting unnecessary pressure on yourself I think that's a that's like the killer message here is that you were doing this and you realized it was unnecessary pressure and that's such a good message for anybody listening like why am I stressing myself out over this and there's no timeline besides the one I am making up in my head yeah so if anything I hope that if you get to a point in any of your projects or in or whatever it is activity that you're doing in your life and you start to feel stress take a step back and identify like is the, the amount of pressure or stress that you're dealing with, like, 
what can you do to kind of remove or reduce some of that? And is it really necessary? And so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I figured I can postpone. I mean, it's not the end of the world. I wanted to try to get it done by December at the end of it, but by last so what? July. I know. Last July, I was hoping to solo by July. <laughs> I didn't even solo till October. So I realized, you know, I, I dance Mine to like, the, fuck the timeline. Yeah. Fuck the timeline. That's right. And part of it is, you know, I really I'm at a point in my life where I really want to enjoy the things that I that I'm doing in my life. And so a round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> And I hope our listeners also hopefully get to a place where they enjoy what they're doing on a daily basis. That's why I say like the last few days since the New Year's, I've really been trying not to rush through my days and really enjoy what I'm doing every anything that I'm doing throughout the day. I really try to enjoy what I'm doing or enjoy the people and interactions that I'm with. I put a pause on a project two years ago that I'm just getting back into. So oh, what, what project? The side hustle. You know how we're like two years into COVID? I'm just saying. I, it, I halted all forward mo- motion. Oh, right. Sorry. Which you'll hear a little bit in this Brain episode. Fart. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you'll hear a little bit in yes. this episode about mm-hmm. it. And um, so, I, I mean, that's totally okay. Not everything yeah. has to happen right now. And you can stop and pause and just sit on things and see what happens and let it shake out how it's supposed to be. And yeah, it'll happen. If it's supposed to happen, it will happen. Yeah. Trust the process and trust the universe. Preach. Mm -hmm. Thank you for interviewing me in this episode. Oh, it was totally my honor. I I learned a lot of things about you too, and we've been friends for a long time. So that's the other message that I encourage everyone with the relationships that you have in your life. We all change and there's always new things happening in our lives. And so you know, try not to get too comfortable in your relationships because there's always something new to learn about your partner, about your best friend, about your other friends, about your coworkers. And so enjoy your time with the people in your life. We are ever evolving human beings and there's always things. I mm-hmm. agree. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoy the episode. Enjoy. You know, we spent a season and uh, the beginning of a second season together with all of you. You you know us, but today we're going to actually get to know about Mandy's journey and all the things and all the places and all the, the all the things that have gotten her to where she is today. And uh, and I look forward to it. How are you feeling, Mandy? <laughs> As we got ready to record this, Miley was like, and then you're in the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let the hossie begin. She was all ominous about it. I was like, oh, okay. Mm. I feel nice. great. I feel yeah. good. I'm in a very calm and comfortable place today. Versus other days when you're... Yeah, sure. I mean, some <laughs> days some days I'm like, why does everything feel like it's about to end? But that's okay. That's part of life. Yeah, sure. It moves. It passes. Yeah. That I'm feeling. glad today's not that day because... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be a day I would choose to like, no. let's talk about you. I'd be like, everything sucks. <laughs> I never no, get, I, I never get really that. that far down it, but I'm like, what is this weird sense of doom? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Sometimes though, like it was funny when I was feeling that last week, mm-hmm. a couple of other people said the same kind of thing. Like everybody, like there was something happening to where other people were all feeling this yeah. like, ooh, this weird 
energy. I, also ha- yeah, I was just going to say energy. I was like, sometimes it's like, again, we think that we are feeling or experiencing something by ourselves, mm-hmm. but yet the energy, it's like an energy movement, like moving through all of us. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of nice that when you voice what you're feeling, other people are like, I'm feeling exactly the same yeah. way. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. part of I mean, one of the things I've learned from you and from our experience together is like, like voicing what I'm feeling or what's on my my mind. And, and, and then I end up finding out like I'm not I'm not alone in this. And even if someone's not going through the same thing, they can relate to it. Yeah. I like that. So today, very calm, yeah. very comfortable. Good. Good. Yay. OK, let's start with some basics. I want our listeners to kind of get a little sense of like your demographics, if you're willing to share. It's not it doesn't it doesn't define who you are. But I also like to, you know, I, I think it's a good place to start when you're getting to know someone that you don't know. Although I think our <laughs> listeners know us. Uh, and we've mentioned things about us throughout the episodes. But um, yeah. So you know, do your homework. OK. <laughs> or have you done your homework and have you been paying attention? <laughs> do you know all this already? Yeah. Go back to the episode in the main dish pod where we talk to our good girlfriends. Our oh, like besties yeah. episode. Actually, that's right. I like that episode too. And it's a fun episode. It is a fun yeah. one. Sorry for the noise interruptions because everybody was drinking and I think there's lots of like glasses clanking mm. around in it. But we it's a... do another episode like that where it's we a f- clank around like that. <laughs> it's a fun episode to uh, hear about us and how we like some of our friends. and Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, you're in your 40s. Ugh. I guess. <gasps> I mean, you. you... <laughs> that's what the government tells me. <laughs> But I love that. Like, you know, like, and that's one of the things. It's just that, not age is not no, something I not. focus on, I guess, because I'm like, I don't know. Who cares? Well, when I think about age, what really is interesting is when we talk about the people that we're trying to reach. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you being in your 40s and me being in my 30s, it's real. I, I like that our audience knows that because they can, you know, either relate to some of the things that we're going through right now in our 30s and 40s. But I'm not or, having the typical experience of someone right, my age. Exactly. So I think that's why I am less into it as a as an as a descriptor of me, because I'm not very standard but that's like, the point i don't right? have kids the fact that they know uh, that yeah. you're in your 40s and that you're not the standard or the yeah. typical 40s that's what's like okay. i think is important that's to know. fair you're not the typical I'm traditional 40 40s right that's what i mean by like <laughs> it's important to know that because then it's yeah. like you can be in your 40s 50s 60s 30s 20s and not have to fall into this typical mm-hmm. what other people think true kind of thing that's yeah really all if I you have about. some sort of preset disposition on what somebody who's 40 plus should be or look like or act like or say thing mm-hmm. how they should speak um i'm probably not fitting into that box for and you that's what i love <laughs> and that's why i want people to know if yeah that, yeah okay okay cool you grew up in michigan mm-hmm. born and raised in michigan okay um traverse city michigan is my original hometown I guess I was actually in a really teeny tiny little town outside of Traverse City my first school elementary school had K through 12 wow K yeah I want to say the whole freaking everybody went to school in this one place obviously I was very small but like we were all on one bus oh wow I mean not the whole school oh, oh but every like- <laughs> grade was represented on our bus oh okay Mm-hmm. And you were there up until 
lived in the super small town outside of there until my parents split. I was nine. Mom moved us into the city because she that's where she worked. And we stayed there for just under a year. And then we moved down to Detroit just after my 10th birthday, oh. right before I started fifth grade. And then I was out. I, I was pretty much in that Detroit area from 10 to like 25, 26, something like that. And then you came to Arizona. Yes. And then right. I came to Arizona. Actually, I think I was 27 when I got here. Oh, OK. Yeah. Nice. And for education, high school and then what's your education timeline i'm not going to tell you what year i graduated high school oh no 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 no! <laughs> i just meant like you know elementary school high school i know that we've mm-hmm. talked a lot about like, i'm a two-time college dropout so uh, <laughs> that's exciting what, what does two-time college dropout mean means like i went and then i wasn't Not that I wasn't enjoying myself, but Mm -hmm. so I went to Eastern Michigan University. So that's where I went to college because I could commute. It was only about a 20, 25 minute drive from my mom's house where I lived. I could commute. It was kind of like an easy school. I didn't have a ton of direction coming out of high school. I did really well in high school. I didn't really have to apply myself. It was a class of around 400. I believe I graduated 26th in my class. Honestly, I didn't even really try. (laughs) Did you have any, were there any classes that you really enjoyed in high school? I loved astronomy. Oh, yeah? We had a planetarium in my high school. Oh. The planetarium you sit inside of and it has the maps of Uh the stars above you. Oh. So you, it's like sitting in... In a dark space. Yeah, it's like oh. sitting and looking up at the perfect night mm-hmm. sky and you're, you oh. see everything that you should be able to see had, if there were no light pollution. So you sit inside the planetarium and they can adjust it to whether or not you're in the northern hemisphere or the southern hemisphere and the time of year and what stars and constellations you would see. How neat. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, science in general has yeah. always been kind of my thing. Science, um, earth science mm. specifically. And I'm just very drawn to the stars. I don't know what it is about them that makes me feel like like this kind of romantic feeling maybe I don't know I'm just very drawn to the stars like looking at them and knowing that there's so much more than this Mm -hmm. little tiny existence Mm -hmm. I definitely I don't think it was in high school it was probably more in my early college time that I thought about meteorology Oh. Because I did like earth yeah. sciences so much and weather I find really fun and fascinating. And in Michigan, obviously, you get to predict a lot of weather because they have all the seasons. Arizona is, by comparison, yeah. Arizona is a much more, less Milder. exciting place. I was, say, I was like, when you told me that, I was like, I have no idea what Detroit weather is like because all I know is Arizona. Right. So <laughs> in, in Arizona, as you can imagine, it's like warm, hot, really hot. Like <laughs> 300 days yeah, of sunshine. Guess what, guys? We're going to get like a few minutes of clouds today. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, clouds, what? Be on the lookout for that around 2 p.m. <laughs> Blink and you'll miss it. But Michigan, by comparison to Arizona, very exciting place to do weather. Lots of weather. Changes all the time. Uh, but and I just really enjoyed that topic. So I thought, oh, what a fun thing yeah, to yeah. do. Like really dive into that and be a person who being able to watch these big systems that just sort of happen. And it's not you know, anything that anyone else is manipulating and like learn it and know it and be able to communicate Mm. it to people. I just thought that would be really fun to like, apparently I really wanted to be in front of a camera. Like I really thought I was a person that people (laughs) should know. Uh, I think that's kind of you a, are a person people should know. That's, that's why we're doing this whole interview today. That's honestly like a, a recurring theme <laughs> in my life. Like there's there have been a lot of things and a lot of instances that I have been like 
there's some space that I need to be filling like in a public capacity Mm -hmm. and I I just I wasn't able to figure it out but that's yeah I never really realized that with meteorology but like now I'm making that connection as I'm saying it like well you're so articulate and you have so much wisdom and you're natural at uh, being able to take in information, whether it's someone sharing their issues with you or even just like whether it's professional or personal, but you have this beautiful and natural way of being able to take in information, assess that information and and respond in such a, a caring, genuine, thoughtful, wise, witty Thank way. You. And, I, and I'm sure, you know, many people compliment you on, you know, you should do stand up comedy and you should write and share a lot of your, your you know, your, your wisdom with other people. So, yeah, I mean, I at think. the time I was even thinking of meteorology, like I was scared to death to public speak. Like I couldn't in drama class. Oh, my God. You, you were in drama a, class? They make you do. We had oh. to do six. I had to do three full English credits. So Ooh. there's only so many to choose from. <laughs> and uh Drama class, I was like, oh, my God, I have to get up on that stage and do things in front of people, even as a group. You know what I mean? Like, it was rarely anything by myself. Like, maybe I had to read a speech or two at some point. Like, I'm sure that was a big part of the grade. Like, you had to get up there and read this thing. But whatever I did, I'm sure I read it three. Like, you know how on um, Audible you can speed up the the rate (laughs) the books are read? And normal human sounds like this. Like, we're talking and I'm a little fast right now, but... Oh, man, if you were to I remember her getting up in front of people and speaking like I would practice this at home and I'm like, yeah, it's about three minutes. And then I get up there and I'm done in like 120 seconds. Like I'm done (laughs) in two. And I'm like, ooh, went through that fast. Remember the time you sang? Oh, my God. And you like (laughs) literally shortened your anthem by about 20 seconds. Yes. That was me every time I would get up in front of people and I would think, slow down slow down but it was so hard because I would get up there and the adrenaline was going Mm -hmm. and like I hated being in front of people I did not want ever the attention to be on me so I find it really interesting looking back that meteorology was something I was thinking about in early uh, early early adulthood like 18 to 22 because I was as a kid I was terrified to be in front of people I never wanted attention on me man yeah well my attention. I never, it, that's part of a, that's a trauma response too. Like mm. not wanting attention on yeah. myself. Like never wanting to be a bother is definitely a, a trauma response. I can totally relate to that. Yeah. Like just get through school, get good grades. Don't be, don't be a bother. Don't be, don't be a troublemaker. Don't Keep be a troublemaker. Down. Yeah. Like just be a good kid. Be a good kid. That's probably yeah. the best way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever be a good kid means. Like it means like, you right. know. And that can mean different things yeah. in different families. But yeah, yeah, it was like, for me, it was like, um, get good grades. Don't get pregnant. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's just yeah. stupid stuff like that. It's like, don't make dumb decisions. Just yeah. don't fuck it up. So it was you, your mom and your sister in the city? Yep. Okay. And all my mom's family is from that area. So we actually moved back to the city and I eventually... Like she moved us eventually to the place, to the same part of the city where we could go to the same high school she did. Okay. Lucky and for me, had a planetarium. <laughs> when you were in college and you were thinking about meteorology, did you have any part-time jobs? Uh, yeah. I So right out of high school, well, even before I graduated high school, we also had a vocational center at my high oh. school and they had a job board and I was doing some sort of like word processing type of class. That was half of my day my entire senior year because I pushed my credits um I went heavy on my credits like my early years of high school my senior year I think was like 95 percent electives (laughs) I took 
art. I took astron. I took astronomy as an elective. I didn't even have to take that class. Go ahead. Sorry. And I people didn't... were like, "You're doing this for fun." I took. Oh gosh, what else did I take? I definitely took an art class. I definitely took some sort of sewing, crafting type of class. I made. I made a blanket, some pillows. I made like artsy craftsy bullshit my whole year. And I did this word processing class for half my. It took up three of my class hours mm-hmm. every day oh, the whole wow. year and blasted through those exercises pretty quickly pretty well like I semi became like an informal teacher's assistant and then I sat on the other side of the class and hung out with the data processing kids and taught myself (laughs) nine key and I would play Minesweeper for probably 45 minutes most days my senior year that is awesome yeah it was fond memories of that are there any significant events during your childhood and or young adult life that you'd like to talk about I have two in mind I mean, my parents splitting up was probably a pretty big deal. That was, it wasn't like there was a happy, like, I don't have a bunch of memories of like happy family stuff, Mm. like not stuff you see in television shows, like family vacations and this is so fun and everybody gets along and there's so much love. Like that wasn't my experience. So that was probably really formative because moving us and like having my mom set that example of like leaving a situation and doing it on her own and moving into a new city and then moving down across the state but to be closer to family Uh a lot of that was really i would say probably very transformative it probably set a lot of thoughts gave me a lot to deal with a lot of life lessons to yeah gave me a lot to deal with it gave me a lot to consider Uh, i wasn't probably very cognizant of it at the time but it definitely set a tone in like a you know, if you want to do something, do it yourself. Mm. Do it. If you want to do, if you want it done right, do it yourself. If you, you know mm. what I mean? Like no one's really going to be there for you. You need to be there for yourself. To an extent, do you think now or? I mean, I'm not saying I believe that now, yeah. but it definitely set well, up guess, my yeah. young adulthood in that way. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about that lately, about finding a balance between doing things myself and having the courage to ask for help or knowing that it's okay for someone else to help me. Yeah. Because I, my childhood is very similar to like, if you want something, you do it yourself. Like you can't lean on anyone. There wasn't a lot of space for the adults around me to give because they were in their own struggle. They were in their own survival modes. So there is, when that's the case, there's not a lot just left over to like give others. Yeah. So, it just set me up with a, a certain perspective and mindset. And yeah. that was probably pretty transformative. Not long after high school, I met a guy who I ended up marrying. I got married at 21. That was pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that before. Yes. To, to a, a degree. Yeah, I do want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then after that marriage, you came to Arizona. I did. So I didn't want to stay married. So I didn't. Um, (laughs) I fucking hated every minute of it. And it wasn't just being married that I hated, but it was, I was 21. Like I had no business getting married, but no one around, you know, when the people around you, that's just what you're supposed to do. Like I was that group mentality that I thought I was just doing all the things I was supposed to do. It's what was expected. And like, if someone asks you, you say yes. So it taught me a lot about listening to those voices in your head and if something doesn't feel right or you don't want to do something there's no harm in waiting so like this is a message that we've preached in the past like 
there's no harm in waiting to get married. Yeah. Like, well, and if you don't want to do something, don't do it. Right. Or just don't do it right now. Yeah. Like, ride it out until it feels right, until mm-hmm. it feels exciting, until it feels like it's where you're supposed to be. If something doesn't feel like home, it's not. And this has to do a lot, I think, with like um, being in touch with like your 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 own voice and your intuition, which is going to be something that we'll talk about in a future episode. But mm-hmm. like learning the skills to listen to your and intuition, as in brain, my you know being curved, yeah. Brave and in my situation, you. in my childhood, there wasn't space for that. Like yeah. it was take care of it. It was just you got to get you know you got to get through these days and you got to do these things. And there's mm-hmm. not a lot of room. That was it was not like I was never taught like to listen to that or to to really feel anything, to be honest, like that wasn't a part of my upbringing. Yeah. So it was in adulthood that I started to figure those things out. And I eventually a few years married. Just I was like miserable. I, I got to get out of here. So I started just making plans and making moves. And then I just left one day. I was like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> I love it. Peace out. Yeah, I remember you telling me how like you called up a family member. I don't know. Oh yeah, I called was, my dad. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like I don't know if it was. It was your I called dad. my dad because I needed a truck. Yeah, and then you're like, I'm moving to Arizona next weekend. No, 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 or... no, 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 moving out. I'm just oh, I was moving, moving into my own apartment. Okay, got you. And I was like, hey, um, what are you doing this week? This weekend? Yeah. Uh, I need your truck. I'm moving out. Okay. And he goes, I'm getting your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Like the people, you know, they're just, they're a different generation. They don't have the emotional capacity that like to handle those types of things all the time. So he was like, hold on, here's your mom. (laughs) Uh, And then my mom gets on the phone and then she's like, what's going on? And you know, it's like a whole big thing. I'm like, dude, I just need a truck. Like, yeah, that's that's all I asked. Like, that's all I'm calling for. Someone please help me. Like, this is me calling for help. Yeah, You need to get me out of here. Like what happened? I'm like, nothing has to happen for me to be insanely miserable. Yeah. Good for you for yeah. for recognizing that like you don't have to stay miserable. Yeah, I was so I was 25 when I moved out on my own for the first time and then I spent like a solid year and a half, maybe 2 years partying. <laughs> yeah. My sister was a bartender and it was like a few miles down the road. I mean, why not? It was pretty easy to fall into that habit. Okay, and then after that I moved to Arizona. Moved to Arizona. Yeah. And since Arizona, correct me if I'm wrong, majority of your professional life the last 15 years has been in healthcare? Oh, yeah. So the vocational center conversation in my high school, the word processing program, Mm -hmm. there was a job board up and there was a job posting one day for a part-time dental person, like someone in a dental office. A dental office wanted like some help for cheap. They wanted front front office and back office. And so I got a job at a local dentist. Up there. Yeah, in Michigan. Oh, okay. They paid me like six bucks an hour, which was a lot of fucking money back then. Mm-hmm. My friends were all like, what? Getting five bucks an hour <laughs> and doing disgusting like service mm-hmm. service jobs. And I would work like two, three hours, three out, about three hours after school, a few uh-huh. days a week. And that was it. So nice. It was great. I was like, this is awesome. And then so I did that. That was part-time work through all of my college. I actually did that part-time for quite a while. I tried to quit a couple of times because I was like... <laughs> Well, I looked at a lot of the women in the offices and they'd been there for a really long time with their oh, dentists. Yeah. And I thought, I'm not mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. Like, th- I'm not being a front desk person forever. Like, there's no growth in those no. small offices like that. And I was like, no offense to them, but it was 
loud and clear yeah. in my soul that that's not where I was. And at the end of like, as I was nearing the end of being married, it was also very loud and clear in my soul that I did not want to be in Michigan. I knew I wanted to be in the Southwest and I actually voiced this one day mm. to my ex-husband. I remember saying, oh, I'm like, I totally want to move to the Southwest, like somewhere out West, Vegas or Arizona or something. Like I want to move out that way. And he goes, he said in response, well, you'll be going alone. And in my head, I just went, okay, (laughs) that was easy. (laughs) Thank you for volunteering. (laughs) Oh, man. If I, I, I would love to be in your head. It's, it's like a sitcom in my head all of the time. Yeah, or it's very Allie McBeal or Scrubs-like where there's these fantasy moments where people's heads blow off. There's lots of that too. But yeah, so anyways, that's I knew I was moving. I knew I didn't want to be in like a front office type of reception kind of job forever. Like that just, it wasn't challenging. It wasn't exciting. And I worked part-time also for a logistics company. I did some accounts payable stuff. So I did that for a little while. I did like a bunch of random little things part-time while I was in and out of school so I went to college for a while I wasn't doing well because I wasn't applying myself I didn't really want to be there so I stopped going yeah and then I took some time off somewhere around the way I got married bought a house and then I was like I'm gonna go back to college so I started taking classes on my day off which was Friday and some night classes and uh but after a while I was just like this I don't get it what's the point I don't really have any direction there's no clear way I want to go and I feel like I'm wasting my time doing something that's not leading anywhere like yeah. I'm very no, don't waste your time yeah I'm a results oriented person and if I can't see something coming out of this I don't want to put my energy into it I love it so. it's such a great mindset not everyone has that mindset it serves me well in most capacities <laughs> there are some times where it's like just do something because it's fun and I'm pretty good at that too but yeah. Sometimes I don't get why people are doing things. I'm like, why are you doing that? Yeah, it's good. That's what you've asked me questions. Like you've asked me that question many times. I'm like, huh, I never thought, I never stopped to think about like why I'm doing something. Yeah. I'm very like, why? why? Yeah. (laughs) I love it. What's the the goal? What do we, Mm -hmm. what do we want out of this? Yeah. Okay. So since you've been in Arizona. Say moving to Arizona, like moving across the country all by yourself without a job or people is, was also a very big transformative thing for me. Like I admire you so much for that. Yeah. I, people tell me that all the time. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I don't, I guess I never really looked at it as like this big, brave thing I was doing. It was more something I needed and had to do. Like I felt so called wow. to move. Yeah. But that's part of, like to me, when I think about bravery, I think about how brave it, it might, like how much bravery you have to have to listen to that voice, to mm-hmm. listen to what your soul needs and to actually go through with it yeah yeah and so like that's what I see when I and and think about and you know and and it's so nice to kind of see your take on it right like it's not a bad thing that like you don't you you know that that I call it bravery or that you you know but like the way you see it is like you needed to do that yeah when people would be like wow that's so brave (laughs) I mean my answer for years was like really (laughs) like I just I didn't see it that way I was like and they don't they didn't understand that it was it was within me it was just this something that I had to do yeah that's incredible like there was something here Mm -hmm. that I was supposed to be here for 
your journey from... I mean, Detroit and Phoenix are two different, different countries. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, it's like, to me, I think I'm like, that takes a lot of strength. That mm-hmm. takes a lot of resiliency. We've talked about that word before. Like, and, and, and like trust in yourself and, and faith that things are going to be okay. It never dawned on me that they wouldn't be. So yeah, see? Okay. <laughs> in some capacities, I'm like, I don't know if I have any advice. Like, I just sound like a crazy person or like just this intuitive that I, if it felt like I was supposed to be here. And I was like, I made the moves. I did the steps. Yeah. I planned out the move. My boss happened to retire. And I was talking to him already about really wanting to move. He's like, well, if you could hold out, like, I'm trying to retire. Mm, if you could help me sell the practice, like, transition the practice yeah. as I sell it, that would be really helpful for me. And I'm like, okay, that kind of gives me the summer to, like, get things in line. So great. Thanks for the heads up. But moving across the country, I mean, I packed most of my, like, personables in my car. My mom insisted on coming with me, which is fine. That's great. It was nice to have the company and have someone help take over driving a little bit. And, you know, she didn't want to send her baby across the country all alone in her (laughs) Honda Civic. So I packed up some other stuff on a, like, on a couple pallets and shipped it across the country because, again, I had ties to some logistics um, movers. Uh, so since you came to Arizona, I mean, I know bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've known each other for probably 10 or 12 of those, 10 to 12 yeah, of those going 15 on 12 years probably, or something. Yeah. But only in the last few years have we really been closer than co-workers, yeah. I guess. Right. And so I know bits and pieces that I, in my mind, think of as transformative during this period of since you've moved to Arizona to now. Uh, but maybe from your perspective, you know, Today, you you have a full-time like day job. Yep. You have a bakery business. Yes. You have a lot of amazing other like hobbies and side hustles. And, and you have a lot of dreams, too, which we'll get to <laughs> um, for the third part of this interview. But um, what are some of the transformative moments you've had the last 15 years that have gotten you to where you are today? I would say... I got fired from a job. That was the first time that ever happened. Ooh. So I got fired from a dental job I got when I started working here. I worked there for a couple of years. And then oh. I think ultimately they just decided they didn't really want to pay anybody top dollar anymore. Mm-hmm. And they were looking to cut some payroll. Mm-hmm. So I got fired from a job. And then I kind of floundered for like six months, temping and this and that and trying to get out of dentistry. And then I ended up back in dentistry. <laughs> <laughs> when your resume is dentistry like yeah. heavily, it's real. And then dentists are constantly hiring, it seems. Yeah. Uh, a high turnover rate in dentistry. So like I just I ended up in this day job and I ended up working five days a week to make the money I was making in four days a week in private mm-hmm. practice. But, uh, you know, in the end, I was I truly believe I was led to it for a reason because mm-hmm. the person who hired me has been like she and I have worked really well together. And I've been the while she's like a big idea person, I'm the I'm the person who is really supportive and can help put those things into place. Yeah. Implementer, executor. Yeah, I didn't know I was an operations person for a long time until I just was yeah. like, oh, all these things I'm really good at are part of operations. Oh. And like, I have an okay. T- and then I started building, you know, at some point um, I got into a long-term relationship that ended up being very transformative on my Uh, like personal like my love life front Mm -hmm. like I finally hit a bottom of the dating Mm -hmm. pool or the date not the dating pool maybe Um, (laughs) the bottom (laughs) of like my dating history and that's not to say he was like a bad person or anything but it was it was definitely the low end of my experience in dating in that I had long gone after people with addictive and like emotionally unavailable behaviors Uh 
And those were things that I knew they were very, although they weren't comforting to me or comfortable to me, it was a pattern that I was familiar with from childhood. So that relationship being so extreme in those realms and where it went over the course of a few years led me to a place where I was able to go, oh, I I knew I could get out, but it, it just led me to a big pivotal moment of like healing and getting over that and letting, starting to let go of some of that stuff. So like it, the reason I, when I let go of a lot of that, I, I started to gain some of that confidence back. Not that I was ever like this incredibly confident person, but started to believe that I was more worth it and ultimately led me to opening the baking business. Even though sometimes we talk about professional, like things that we learn professionally and things that we learn personally, like a lot of those lines blur because like when you're confident in one area, it can help across the other, like across, like cross that border of professional and personal. And, you know, you building up the confidence in your personal life or gaining that back helped you propel Mm-hmm. into this like successful bakery business and to identify like and uh, you know you had mentioned that you took art in high school and and all this and so like and you're very talented and creative and the 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 art designs that you have I have an apology for, for my college art teacher <laughs> he was like have you ever considered majoring in art oh really yeah and I went uh no uh yeah no probably pretty offensive like no what would I do with that (laughs) my logical side was in my like I had no filters and no understanding that I might be offending someone (laughs) who had chosen a career in art and I was like no what would I do with that why why would I like all I could think like what am I gonna like draw cartoons for Disney I don't get it what do you do with an art degree like like what no oh man yeah so I don't even know his name. But. Oh, 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 I was going to say, like, should we send an, an apology? I, I have no idea who that was. It was a long oh, time ago. Oh, man. That's incredible. Like, isn't it funny how some people can see the potential in you before long, like years, decades before? you? Man, were, what a miserable yeah. existence it would have been, though, if I'd gone into art. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but now you used your art skills to create these beautiful, beautiful baked items. You yeah. know, like your your unicorn and I get to draw again I know yeah I I always loved drawing ever since I was a kid I did really well in art in high school and junior high and clay like hands-on stuff I never really got into jewelry but anything that I could like make Mm -hmm. with clay or draw paint charcoal um, pencil all of it loved I've always been really fascinated by artists in general um, and the creative process Mm -hmm. never really considered myself creative until really really recently like really recently Yeah, I know. I think you've mentioned that a couple of times <laughs> yeah. too. And I was like, I think you've, it's always been in you and you've been natural, like a natural I have some artist, sort of like high level for yeah. this bar that you need to hit this to be to creative. Be creative. Yeah. In my head, I have this like crazy tier, the status that you need to, some weird unattainable thing that I've set as like what defines creative. And I'm like, oh, I guess that is me. All along. Like and I'm an idea person know. all yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. So today and moving Mm. forward yes I mean what kinds of uh goals aspirations dreams what kind what 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 are what's going on in your head right now as you take on the the world yeah (laughs) your empire as I started the baking business I was like you know what's your goal and to take over the world one cupcake at a time yeah probably I mean that seems right 
I like I guess moving forward right now it's I'm trying to find a little more balance I've been working on that for a minute between getting rest taking care of me maintaining social life trying to now that I did like tons and tons of work on myself and I'm not done but now that I've worked on a lot of these old ghosts as far as relationship patterns and behaviors go really been like my goal is to be in a relationship of some sort um what that will look like I don't really know yet but I mean for the future I definitely see that I don't necessarily see it as something that's super traditional because I myself like (laughs) I think of the line from the movie Beetlejuice where it's like people are afraid of what's strange and unusual and I'm like I myself am strange (laughs) and unusual so I just don't think that any and because I've already done some of that cookie cutter shit that everybody thought you were supposed to do and no offense to you if that's working for you like I fucking love it go have your two and a half kids and your dog and your picket fence and all that If, if that gets you off I love it for you yes But because I've already done some of the things that people expect of me Mm -hmm. and sat in the uncomfortableness of realizing that they are not for me and moving out of them, um, I don't know what... Someone told me recently, this whole card theory, like there's a card assigned to birth dates. Oh, yes. I told you about that. No, no, no. No, I told told you about about it. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't remember what the art form is called, but there's like... (laughs) meta symbology okay meta symbology so there's this whole assigning like a card to birth dates in the Mm -hmm. deck and someone told me recently i'm my card happens to be quote the most psychic card in the deck yeah i've always been very intuitive um it's only been like the last probably 15 to 20 years that i've really listened to it and been able to sort of develop it a little bit but i think moving forward like that's not a space i don't look to like plan my future i guess or decide what it's going to be because I don't want to attach to something that doesn't end up being so while I have ideas and goals and aspirations of like I want to find a long-term relationship what that looks like I don't know I want my business to grow I definitely want to expand the baking business but I want to expand into other areas I want to take my wine knowledge Mm -hmm. and make that a part of the business I want to make this podcast bigger I want to make it I want I want it to reach more ears I want to inspire and help people so if it's making cakes that are allergy friendly or diet friendly if it's putting words of wisdoms in people's ear on a weekly basis for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. like whatever it is I just want to touch people and leave something behind I love it building a legacy yeah and a partner to physically touch Mm, that's very important (laughs) touch Mm -hmm. isn't it yeah. yeah. All right. Any other transformative and or anything else you'd like to share before mm. you sit in the extra, extra hot seat? <laughs> okay. Well then. No, I don't think so. I think ultimately it's listen to yourself and trust in yourself. And if you don't have that now, find someone who can help you get there. I like it. Thanks. Thank you. All right, on to the hot seat. This is going to be a speed round. We should have some weird music that pops in here, right? After you say on to the hot seat, it should be like... This is going to be a speed round where I ask a series of questions and you're going to answer... They're going to be like simple questions. Okay. 
And so we'll see how, how it goes. I don't know. This is my first time. I wish y'all could see her body language as she prepares for this because she's like wiggling <laughs> and moving excited. and her hands and her arms. Everything's kind of like tense and wiggling all over the place. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm unaffected by your energy right now. You can't do this to me. Mm-mm. No, girl. Okay. Force fields up. Or is that what they're called? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Ready? I am so ready. Who is your favorite Jonas brother? Joe. Oh, yes, me too. Okay. You. You too? I thought you were a Nick. I thought you were a no, Nick no, girl. No, 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 no. You're Joe. Joe? Yeah, he's a comedian. Mm, 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 he's my speed all day. Yeah. yeah. And then Nick for his voice, but Joe. See, I'm even into Joe's oh, voice a bit okay, more. Okay. I feel like he has a little bit. I feel like he lets go more. Interesting. I'll have to listen to him more intently. I feel like Nick is more restrained and calculated. Mm, and Okay. I and I fucking that, love but... Joe's energy on a stage. Uh, yeah. He yeah. literally never stops moving. Like in the middle of songs, he's like bouncing around. Yeah. Have you ever seen like boxers oh, yeah. bouncing yeah, that yeah, little yeah. hop they he's do? Like, the yeah. whole time. That's, so that's what I like about Joe. Yeah. But with Nick, whenever he sings, like all of his ballads, it's just so passionate. And like, I just love the feeling and emotion that he, that comes across when he's singing. Mm-hmm. Okay. You were a spelling bee champion. We did not <laughs> talk about that in your childhood and, you know, formative Why are you years. trying to take my title away? Oh, I was... Am. I am. I am spelling bee champion. Mm-hmm. What was the hardest word you ever spelled incorrectly or correctly? Oh, I know the word I lost on okay. was the word sextant. Sextant. Because there's a T-E-N-T and a T-A-N-T mm-hmm. version. Okay. And I stalled, asked for the definition. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the definition of either Go one. Ahead and spell both for me. S-E-X-T-E-N-T. S-E-X-T-A-N-T. Oh, wait, yeah, I already did this. <laughs> Oh, man. I used to, I get off on like words and numbers, words and numbers. Like I'm a word nerd. I was reading um, one of our friends wine reviews the mm-hmm. other day on Instagram and he put a word in there. I was like, I gotta look that up. Ooh, <laughs> and yeah, I immediately yeah. looked up this word that translates like means like damp forest floor. It was like a word oh. for damp forest floor. And I was like, that's a hell of a word. Oh, I didn't remember that. I've already lost it. <laughs> but um, at least I remember the definition and I'll always be able to find yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. But uh, like I'm a word nerd and he like, I won a dictionary as my prize for winning that spelling bee. And I was like, what a perfect thing to give a kid who's into words. Thank you very much. And I would like read it all the time. I would always look up words. But the hardest word I've ever spelled, I have no idea. I used to get off on spelling words like super fragilistic expialidocious. I, I can still say that. I learned how to say the alphabet backwards at a really young age. I have a photographic, like a visual type of recall mm-hmm. um, to where I can just see it and spell oh, it. I see. Okay. Speaking of words, mm-hmm. what's your favorite F word? I know <laughs> well it's a tie oh okay between uh-huh. fuck uh-huh. and food Ooh, oh food okay okay because in a previous episode failure was one of them mm-hmm. uh are there any other f words that you like hmm i don't know oh, yeah i'm okay. sure so top three f words fuck food <laughs> and <laughs> failure friends oh friends okay okay yeah. got you i like i like okay kettle popcorn or salty popcorn kettle Ooh. only by a margin like oh. 51 percent kettle 49 percent salty oh. try to say the word bubble as angrily as possible bubble <laughs> you did it really well most <laughs> people you. like can't keep a straight face oh mm-hmm. I, oh i ask um, a lot of people do you and most people fail yeah has anyone done it better than me actually yes i'm also highly competitive (laughs) because i'll give it a second go (laughs) okay sing your favorite eagle song 
I will not sing. Okay, then fine. But I my was favorite... hoping you would. <laughs> I was hoping you would. But my favorite Eagle song is One of These Nights. How does that go? I can't like hum the tune Do you know because the it's uh yeah, but it's not as impactful oh, without the tune because okay. the sound of it is so good. What is it called? One of these nights. Um, I think Don Henley sings this song. One of these crazy, yeah, lonely nights. I think. Um, it he says in the, part of the lyrics are like, "I've been looking for a woman. I've been looking for a woman." Who's something like the devil and an angel all at one time? Oh, hold on. Okay. Nope, I don't understand. What turns on your lights? That's oh, the one. Yeah. Okay. It's just a good song, yeah. but the whole vibe of that song is like, it's kind of got this spooky, mm. haunting, a little sound to it, and it's the lyrics are really fun. I like, I like that the lyrics are just like hashing it out. This like person like looking it. for their person. I like that. But it's a great song, musically speaking. And the reason why I ask about Eagles is because that's your favorite band, right? Yes. Yes. I have seen them. How many times have I seen them now? At least six in concert. What's the next place on your travel bucket list? I have, if we're going like real tropical vacation, I would say the Maldives and Seychelles. Where? Seychelles? I've never even heard of a place like that. Seychelles, Seychelles. um, S-E-L-L-E-L-L-E-L-L-E-L-L-E-L-L-E-L-L-E-L-L-E-L-L-E-L-L-E-L-L-E-L-L-E-L-L-E-L-L-E-L-L-E-L-L-E-L-L-E-
more wines. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I really have a favorite. Like I found some really fun Beaujolais. Oh, I've never heard of those, but that's a fun word to say, Beaujolais. Yeah, it's Beaujolais. a really young red wine. So probably something that you might like, because yeah. um, okay. I typically would stray towards like big, dark, jammy, like really punch you in the mouth kind of mm-hmm. red wines. Um, I like things that tend to have a good amount of fruit, but also lots of character from oak aging. So mm-hmm. we can wine nerd out on this all day. I but I, I got into white wines a lot this year with this course. And um because I was just forced to taste more of yeah. them. I love, I've always loved a really good Chardonnay. It's harder to find, in my opinion, in California. Like sometimes American Chardonnays tend to be oaked a little bit heavier than I always like, but um, it's so specific to the winemaker. Interesting. And I don't, I haven't banked enough of that knowledge to say, like, I think I'd probably pick winemakers more than I would pick a varietal. Oh. Like I'd say this winemaker could probably make five wines that I'd really be into. Oh. Okay, cool. I've yeah. never heard of it like Because that. of their yeah. style and their approach to how much they influence the grape in their like in their vinification. Wow, that's a big word that you just said. Thanks. Uh, I don't even know how to say it back or even what you said, <laughs> but okay, yeah. The winemaking process. Gotcha. There's lots of choices that can be made to mm-hmm. affect the end result. Mm. And um, I think a winemaker who has a good history of knowing how to adapt that year's fruit to make a good product is really important. Mm. Which also makes me want to make wine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Gratitude is a really big word yeah. for you. So I'd like us to end on, and it changes every day. We know that. Sure. But what are three things that you're most grateful for today? Oh, today. I am grateful for a bank account with money in it. Mm. I went grocery shopping and spent like way more money than I intended. (laughs) I'm grateful for time that I've built into my schedule for friends because I've had a really nice weekend of like getting to see people. I've cleaned my condo. So I'm really grateful for the time that I've given myself. I gave myself some space this weekend. I guess I'm grateful for the ability to be able to do that because not everyone has that option. I'm grateful for wine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had a couple of bottles this week like I've tasted a couple different mm-hmm. types of wines this week but I, I, again I've got to spend a fair amount of time with friends so that's good yeah it's like all those things kind of just filling up your little heart cup you know yeah. well thank you for filling our hearts up with you today oh thank you for it's such so- a great interview yeah. now I have I have something to really I gotta live up to this bar oh, you've set no, in no, interviews no. <laughs> I just love talking with you so that's that's <laughs> what I'm grateful for and I'm so happy that our listeners get to know you a little bit more and I've gotten to know you a little bit more too. So yeah. Um, thank you so much for being with us. And, and uh, you know, I, I, everyone knows how much I love Mandy, but why don't you drop in the comments, any of the things that you heard today on our episode that, um, you know, you felt good with and made you feel good and or resonated with you. And, um, and let's show Mandy some love. I was going to come back and say, thanks so much. I hope to be on again in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know about that. All right. Well, as always, it's a pleasure to be with all of you this week. And we look forward to chatting with you next week. Love you. Love you too.